2020 has been quite the year. Starting with a pandemic, a brief national infatuation with the Tiger King, murder hornets, dust clouds from Africa, and more. And in addition to all this, we are experiencing a cultural reckoning with the systemic racism and injustice in our society, with names like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmed Aubrey being added to a long list of black men and women who have been abused or killed by individuals in law enforcement. And that somber note is where we begin today's episode. Today we focus on the important topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. We invite you to listen, whether you're a member of a minoritized population that is seeking advice and encouragement in your job search, or a member of a non-minoritized population seeking to better understand and support those that have for far too long been silenced, ignored, discriminated against, or even persecuted. I had the pleasure of speaking with Christine Snow and Alex Lane. My name is Christine Snow. I'm the CEO of Level DNI Solutions. We are a full-service diversity, equity, and inclusion consulting firm. We help companies to obtain and retain diverse talent and then also work in the community engagement space, helping diverse members of the community find opportunities for career growth and development. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is a broad topic that impacts very niche communities. With that in mind, I asked Christine to share her definition of DEI with me. I like the quote that says, diversity is having a seat at the table. Inclusion is having a voice at that table. And belonging is making sure that everybody's voice is heard, belonging or equity. Um, So I think that we really try to educate companies and its individuals, anybody's responsibility to educate their employers, their friends, their family themselves on the difference between those things, because it's not enough to just have a company that's diverse. You need to have equal representation, equal opportunities to be heard and make sure that your culture is truly inclusive and accessible for all individuals, regardless of background. Accessibility is a huge barrier to entry for individuals who come from different diverse backgrounds, whether that's socioeconomic or people who are differently abled or coming from um, other countries and have language barriers, just having accessibility across the board is really important. Alex Lane is the Business Operations Associate for The Ohio State University College of Arts and Sciences Center for Career and Professional Success. Alex serves on the Committee for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and he shared his definition of DEI with me. We always want to make sure that we're understanding DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think those words have come to mean a lot of different things throughout the years that have really evolved uh, on a cultural level. Um, You know, previously, if you were just talking about diversity, that was enough. That's having a representative sample of a diverse population um, that both that you're serving, both that is uh, being presenting on your, you know, if you're having a panel, let's say, having a diverse panel, you know, just kind of representation, having people that look or uh, have different identities represented. Um, Equity is really about getting to that level of where everyone's on a level playing field. So not only, are you representing those individuals, but making sure their voices are heard? It's not just an act of tokenism or, you know, checking a box It's saying, what are we doing to actively uh, bring people in? And so that ties very neatly with inclusion. You're saying if someone needs a accommodation to make sure that they can access the same resources, um, you know, you're, you're making sure everyone can be included and part of the team and fully represented in, in that space. So uh, those three terms work together really well. Now that we have a better idea of what's being talked about when someone references DEI, let's talk about the benefits. 
For an employer, having a diverse, inclusive organization has numerous benefits, including a happier workforce and benefits to your bottom line. First and foremost, um, if you're talking from a business state of mind, if you have a more diverse organization, uh, your chances of fraud or securities uh, risk are a lot lower, um, just statistically. You make more money if you have a more diverse organization, your team is more innovative because they have diversity of thought. Uh, and then from an employee standpoint, there's better morale within a company when everyone feels included and that they have equal opportunity for advancement, that they know that they're doing equal pay for equal work. Um, and it just overall makes it a less toxic, more friendly place to work for individuals who feel included like their voice is heard. If you are a student or recent graduate that's looking for opportunities, Alex shared how career success is continually working to support all individuals in our college. From a career success standpoint, you know, we got some really exciting plans is to continuously increase our efforts, make sure that we're being more representative in uh, the employers that we bring to campus, in the panels that we host, you know, finding ways to continuously improve that. And so just in general, I think, you know, really pay attention to all the events that we have coming through, even if they're not specifically focused on these issues around DEI, expect to see a more representative panel, uh, you know, having organizations that are more uh, equipped to talk talk to these issues of DEI, you know, we serve roughly 16,000 students. And so that's something that we're really looking to be as representative as possible too. If you identify as part of a minoritized population, Alex shared some tips on getting advice that is specific to your career interests. Because this is an issue that it's so broad, but it can also be so niche, one of the things is coming up with an individualized plan for the whatever individual that might be looking for a job or an internship. And one of the ways that we can help out with that the best is by doing a one-on-one -on -one appointment with one of our career coaches. You know, anything that a student is going to designate as important to them in a job or, you know, the type of company that they work from, whether it's DEI related or not, you know, that's really one of the main things our coaches are there to help with. Uh, so I think right off the bat, everyone should always be scheduling as many appointments uh, with the coaches they feel necessary to really understand the process, identify companies, identify positions, identify, you know, jobs that you might not have even known existed. From there, they can also help you take advantage of all of the resources that we have to offer, which are a lot, you know, all of the events that we host, whether they're hosted by our coaches, by our industry connections team member by outside employers that we invite to campus. Uh, always keeping an eye on Handshake. That's where we list all of them um, and they're constantly being updated. Additionally, there, are, there may be events that relate to these topics of DEI that could be beneficial that would be hosted by organizations or businesses outside of Ohio State, and you can check those as a student on Handshake as well. So it really opens up those floodgates to the possibilities that are available for Advice that applies to any student, but especially to students who are part of minoritized populations, is to network. This may seem intimidating to some, but it doesn't have to be. Right now, given everything that we're going through with COVID-19, prior to this it was a candidate's market, but now with widespread hiring freezes, I think my advice is different. Right now, it's going to be more difficult to find a job, especially as somebody who is entry level. So you need to make sure that you're standing out. So the best way to do that is to really get to know people, have real conversations, which again is difficult because we can't do that face to face, but there is power in the virtual coffee. So <laughs> I suggest networking, networking, networking. So getting 
in touch with people via LinkedIn and referrals. If there are companies that you see that are out there doing great things that you feel like would be a good fit for you and is an inclusive culture, make sure that you're just connecting with people, send them messages, ask people in your current network through school, your professors, uh, the career center, any external people that you know through your family or friends or previous colleagues, ask for referrals and introductions and just get your name out there and talk to as many people as you can and have a clear mission statement or point of view of who you are and what you offer and what's important to you in a company. But there's also a lot of organizations out there that can help um, with the networking piece. So you can get on to the Level website and we have a lot of partners listed, but there's Black Tech 614, Black Hack, there's uh, Young Professionals of Columbus, there's Get With It, there's Zetabytes, which is an LGBTQ group, and there's just a ton of them out there. So if you go to Meetup, their website, you can look for the type of groups that you'd be interested in, whether it's by business unit or interest or whatever, and start networking that way. And most of them are hosting virtual events right now. Another good way to network is by participating in career success signature programs and events. Held virtually this year, you're able to participate from the comfort of home. And since there will be multiple students logged into each event, you can be as involved as much as you prefer. Keep your camera off, turn your camera on, turn your mic on to ask a question or ask them in the chat box, or you can quietly observe. You know, we, as I mentioned, we have a ton of events. The develop academies are unique because they're uh, generally, I think, five or six weeks, sometimes even longer, really focusing on one specific topic. All of our events are open to all arts and sciences students. And uh, while not a development academy, we did host a whole launch your career uh, conference um, for international and heritage students and focus on a lot of uh, topics that are specific to that population. Also on our website, we have a, a link of uh, guides and tip sheets and favorite links. Some of the guides and tip sheets are specific to, you know, if you're an international student, how to write a resume. You know, there are a lot of huge variations when it comes to resume based on uh, country. And so if you're an international student, uh, it's likely that the American resume might be different and in include things or not include things um, that what might be common in your home country. Uh, a lot of the same goes for our favorite links. You know, we have a bunch of different links related, uh, separated by population, by major, by career interest. Um, and also, you know, another thing is, uh, I believe we have links to these, but university-wide resources, the Multicultural Center, the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, uh, Student Life Disability Services. Just broadly, I'd like to, you know, mention that those are great resources to take advantage of as a student as well. As you consider applying for internships and jobs, Knowing what questions are and are not legal to be asked of you is important. One of the things that you should uh, always be aware of going into an interview, whether you're through going through any type of uh, interview process or a hiring process, post-interview, anything really in interacting with an employer, and this is once again something the coaches can help you out with, is always know what is legally allowed to be asked of you as an interviewee. You know, know um, what isn't allowed to be asked. Uh, Ohio State's Office of Diversity and Inclusion, you know, broadly university-wide can assist if you uh, come into any circumstances where you might be having questions that are asked of you that are uh, of an illegal status through the Title IX office and similar reporting mechanisms like that. If you feel like you face discrimination in an interview or professional setting, Christine has some simple advice. I think, uh, well, it, it depends on what type of discrimination has happened, what the situation was. Um, if it's somebody that you 
feel comfortable with and that said something that was offensive or hurtful to you, um, but you feel like this is somebody you can have open dialogue with, I think it's always best to come to the person and explain why you feel the way you feel and why what they said was offensive. Because most likely, I think in most cases, discrimination is unconscious and people don't realize that what they're saying is offensive. And when you bring that to their attention in a genuine and transparent way, I think that that can not only resolve the feelings that you're having, but it can also be a teachable moment for that individual so they don't do that in the future. Um, if that's not the case and it's not somebody that you feel like you have those open lines of communication with, I think the first step is always to take it to HR. Um, most of the larger companies have specific departments where you take any sort of complaint to, smaller ones, just whoever your HR representative is, and just be objective about what the situation was, how it made you feel, and they'll typically foster an anonymous dialogue with that person about that behavior, and hopefully that will address the problem. If you identify as part of a minoritized population, you're well aware of the challenges you and your peers face. But if you're not part of a minoritized population, you're in a great position to support those who are. It's important uh, for the non-minoritized person to educate themselves on what's happening in the world, what the perspectives are of the minorities, and what they can do to be champions for people with diverse backgrounds. So like you said, joining the groups, I think, is a great, uh, a great option to really get perspective into what other people are going through, what their career journey is like, and what impedes their progress individually just because of their background. Um, there's a ton of books out there that are great to read. Um, I could share a list of with you of ones that we've shared recently. And the biggest thing I think would be social media, as silly as it sounds. There are so many great accounts out there, um, even of the groups that we mentioned before and other organizations that are posting all of the up-to-date information on what's happening with the protests and with civil rights movements around the country. And I think just keeping up to date on those, they'll post action items, things you can do, and just making sure that you're actively educating yourself. You know, these are challenging times for everyone. And because there's so many things constantly evolving, uh, you always, if you're an individual that's interested in an allyship, you should uh, be interested in coming to these events and learning because they're, you know, everyone's benefiting and getting the same information. And then, you know, um, often if you belong to a non-minoritized population, you can use that somewhat higher status, unfortunately, to benefit those people that don't share in that status uh, and constantly be a voice for change and improvement. So utilizing the same resources that we've been mentioning so far and attending them um, and participating in these events just to continuously widen your knowledge is always a great uh, tactic to be a good ally. Times are tough right now, but there is hope for a bright future. I think it's really important for students who are coming out of school and looking for jobs to realize that this is not a normal time in our history. This is not what work is typically like. So you're coming into kind of a volatile and unsteady work environment. And I think that that's going to be really daunting for a lot of people coming out of school to be like, oh my God, this is what I'm going to have to deal with. And I think that just keeping a positive, optimistic attitude, leveraging contacts, it's all going to be really important. And to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that we'll, we'll all get through this and life will reach whatever the new normal is. And hopefully we'll be better than we were before. And there'll be more opportunity for people of all backgrounds and that 
will be stronger because of it. So I just, I hope people don't get discouraged. And my door, my virtual door is always open. So if any students um, are looking for resources or just need somebody to talk through their job search with or need help with resumes and things like that, I can definitely point everyone in the right direction. If you're interested in exploring this topic further, Christine has a website with great resources, leveldi.com. She's also active on social media and hosts a fantastic podcast. So we're the Level Up Podcast. You can find us on uh, YouTube, iTunes, and uh, Blueberry. If you're a student in the College of Arts and Sciences at The Ohio State University, and you're ready to connect with like-minded leaders learning to tackle 21st century challenges, Career Success provides great opportunities for you. Visit our website, go.osu.edu slash career success. Explore our signature programs and events, make use of the extensive resources on our website, and connect with a career coach to help with your internship or job search. If you're a professional interested in helping students prepare for their lifetime of opportunity, we'd love to talk with you about presenting during a program, participating in a career fair, or helping out during an event. The Center for Career and Professional Success at The Ohio State University. Communities, connections, career success. Thank you.